Welcome to the APAC edition of the Cineas Health podcast, a new series of interviews where we'll dive deep into topics of relevance to the Asia-Pacific region. I'm Robbie Chana, VP of Business Development for Asia-Pacific at Cineas Health and your host for this series. Today, I'll be joined by Sam Ying, VP and General Manager for Cineas Health Commercial Business in China, and we'll be talking about the evolution of the medical affairs function in China particularly the growing importance of medical science liaisons or MSLs in the region. Medical affairs in China next on the APAC edition. Good morning Sam. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your role that you play in China and in the commercial space? Good morning Robbie. Very nice to meet you and good chance to talk to you regarding the commercial business in China. So actually I'm the general manager vp general manager of uh, china commercial team i joined the company three and a half years ago leading the commercial organization including some field medical force for the nurse educators and msls for about 200 people right now so i'm responsible for the whole operation as well as some of the bd initiatives in china as well so that's me so sam Recently, we held the first ever China Medical Affairs Leadership Summit, and obviously the focus of that was to discuss physician needs in China. In your opinion, what was the value of running that summit and the timing of that? Why was that relevant? I think the medical affairs in China is evolving in the recent decade. So you can trace back about 15-20 years ago. Medical affairs just have few people they just responsible for collect the cases and responsible for some data and just regarded as a second tier supporting functions but in about 28 to 10 BMS and Roche established their first MSL team in China follow that train a couple of multinational companies established MSL team as well so you can see the huge growth from the multinational companies especially for the MSL team expansion so that's a lot of request from the market and all the pharmaceutical company realized the importance of the medical affairs functions and then they spend the team rapidly not only for the MSL team but also for the internal medical advisor medical information and the related supporting functions as well. So I think it's the right time we do something as the leading CRO and CCO worldwide. So I think we need to do something to the industry that can definitely support this kind of growth. And also you can think that the RDPAC in China just established a medical affair committee a subgroup uh, about 3 years ago and the first medical fair summit by the ADPAC is just organized in 2016 so i think it's the right time for us as the first mover for the MSL and uh, patient support program provider i think it's the right time to let the industry know that we are sophisticated in this kind of service and definitely can help our pharmaceutical companies to grow according to local needs this is our major aims for the medical affairs summit 
So Sam, you speak about obviously the need for novel drug development in China in particular. One of the things that we've seen is that obviously there's a huge desire, there's governmental need and pressure to develop new medicines for the region. And we've seen a growth and an increase in people returning into China who maybe have got experiences in North America and Europe. But have you seen any gaps in knowledge in terms of the ability to develop medicines? Oh, yeah. I think that's a good question. Previously, about a decade ago, all the medical fields leaders for China multinational company, they are the expatriates, which means that they are foreigners from outside just leading the local team. But recently, we do see a lot of returnees who owns the PhD degree and used to be in charge of the R&D part in the overseas market and came back to China. So we can see a lot of returnees come back and act as the medical affairs leaders. But I do see that there's still a lot of gaps, not only for the knowledge, but also for the understanding of the local needs. Because the local team may not be so sophisticated or knowledge in terms of dealing with these kind of initiatives, which means that a huge gap may need to be further developed in terms of the skills, the knowledge for the development of the novel products. So do you see the role of medical affairs? Do you see that evolving, changing in any way, in China in particular? Oh, yeah. Decades ago, they are just supporting functions. But recently, we've seen they even claim they're medical driven. Means that medical need to initiate a lot of uh, programs to lead the sales marketing strategy or activities. But we do see a lot of gap, the knowledge gap and the agility of the supporting roles and also the strategy and business acumen part. So I think this is something that may need to be further fixed. And also we found that a lot of things in China market, just like the digital initiatives. This is something evolving in recent years. WeChat is everywhere. We found that 700 million people, they spend about 30 minutes on WeChat every day. So think about it. It's a huge potential in a vehicle to reach out to the customers or patients or even HCPs. So I think this is something. And also that the patient-centricity program is recently the strategy for the local pharma companies in China. So we can see a lot of PSP program, patient support program, and the PAP program, as well patient assistance program. The aim is to improve the adherence of the patients and just let the patient comply on the treatment. The aim is to improve their quality of life. So this is something that really emerging needs from the local market. So you've raised a really important question of the use of social media in patient adherence programs. And uh, we see the value of something like WeChat for patients to use that as a vehicle to go into their hospital visits and the ability to adhere to their programs. What are the other trends that you're seeing with the use of digital media in the medical affairs space in China? We do see that a lot of uh, APPs developed just for some information 
exchange to the patients. But according to the local law, pharma companies are not allowed to reach out to patients directly. It's prohibited in China. So there could be a lot of uh, issue in terms of the compliance. So that's why we see that a lot of uh, PSP program with the digital solution, more and more companies are required at this moment. So we proactively support two of the top 10 pharma companies in China to develop the WeChat solution for these PSP programs, which means that effectively enroll the patient through ICF sign-off and allow our nurse educators to do the follow-up visit through this APP. So this is something really important. And also, we deliver our program in a high-quality and compliant way. So digital solution is definitely uh, trained in the China pharmaceutical company. So especially for our patient programs, it's really important part. So I think we may need to focus on this piece. This could help us to tie up the relationship and provide the best class of the services to our customers. Thank you for listening to the Senior's Health Podcast, the APAC edition. I'm Robbie Chana. If you have any questions, feedback, or suggestions for another episode, you can email us at podcast at And if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks. Thanks.